0: All right. Welcome back to immediately, you know, after listening to the first one probably. It's been uh, so long. Part 2. <laughs> yeah, so long. We had uh, an existential crisis in the break between these two episodes that a fellowship of the Ring is 20 years old, but you know, we're going to we're going to try to do our best Fine. now. Fine. <laughs> it's all good. All right. You guys have arrived at the Mirkwood Elves Kingdom. You are, uh, on rafts (laughs) coming up the river, uh, journeying across Mirkwood, trying to get back to the Western side of the eaves of Mirkwood. And let's go into that. Let's, let's see what, what are your characters hope for to find on the West side of Mirkwood? Um, Tim, what is Ted looking for on the West side?
1: That is a great question. Um, Ted took is, uh, he has heard that there is an inn called the Easterly inn that is operated by hobbits. Mm. And he is convinced that there is treasure that they know about that they would only tell another hobbit. And so Ted has told Rory about this Mm. and they are, on a bit of a side mission to uh possibly get in on some some treasure because the thing about ted is ted really wants to uh he wants to strike it rich he wants to be he's he's the youngest of his brothers and he wants to make a name for himself possibly even donate something to the madam house at some point uh but that's more the uh that's, that's the side of him that's like, oh, if I ever had a million dollars, I would, oh, I would give all the money away and, you know, I would do all this great stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, it remains to be seen what, what he's going to do. How many brothers does Ted have? What are their names? So, Ted has three brothers. They are Ed, Ned, and Fred. <laughs> uh, his, what are
2: the cousins' his... names? That's really the question with hobbits.
1: The extended oh, family, sixty-seven cousins. There's too many. There's too many. They're all dead yeah, of yeah. the famous Took line. Yep, and uh, yeah, so the parents just didn't really feel like getting very creative, and they just you know popped out those four names. Anyways, he's the youngest, and he is uh, he's got a chip on his shoulder because he is uh, he was not respected in his family, um, and so mm. that is why he left, and he is headed out to make a name for himself.
0: Mhm. Han, what is um the kids' uh, goals on the west side? What why why is he journeying?
3: Um like the specifics or just like at this moment? At
0: this moment, uh, the general, you know? You don't have to go um, too deep.
3: He he knows that he's looking for a woman um that has specific abilities to like cure. He just he knows her by name, but he doesn't know anything more than that. And so he's venturing out to look for her because he was told that she has the ability to either, like, cure or she's, like, really well-versed in medicine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
0: Do you want to go into why she he's looking for medicine or keeping sure. on the DL?
3: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, no, no, go ahead. It's your character. <laughs> um. He His parents have fallen ill, and he very clearly has never um, been outside of his home before, been outside of his town. Um, he's grew up really spoiled. Um, and now that they've fallen ill, he has no idea what to do other than to help them out. Um, he's tried like common medicine. Um, but that hasn't seemed to work. So this is kind of like his last resort. Otherwise, he's gonna be alone and not knowing what to do, because because he's so cautious outside right now. Um, he hasn't told anyone that he's just looking for this woman.
2: Josh, what is uh Rory trying to to find on the other side? Um, so I yeah, I was thinking about this. Uh, Rory's got some interest. You know, obviously his interests are very. Gold focused, um, for you know, for the door, he you know, he, he's all about the shiny thing, so you know, he's earning some money as he's walking through, you know, he's talking, uh, uh, alongside um, Ted. So he and Ted are very kind of like a kindred soul, that's kind of one of the reasons why he kind of like attached alongside both because we're, we're in this interest for, for treasure, for treasure, um, but but uh, yeah, because Rory comes from a uh, Rory does not have a last name or it doesn't give a last name because well, he's from the mountain. Uh, he remembers the dragon attack, but, uh, uh, it was after the dragon attack that things really fell apart for him because, uh, he was also exiled from the dwarves. Um, or his father was exiled and as his father dealt with that throughout his entire life, he decided that, uh, it's just easier to try and make a new path and forge a new name and a new legend. And so that's kind of what he's out here doing. And, uh, He's not the you know the the brightest, but he's kind of uh, he saw his father kind of really waste away trying to reclaim this this honor and legacy. So he's out here chasing treasure because treasure, and 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 gold is the first way of you know obviously he was towards Erebor where you know thing the, the the world is good and money's there to be made, and so he's out because he thinks you know out in these treasures we can get some some fancy things, some some artifacts that we can take back to the the towns and trade and make a, a healthy profit on. Um, and you know, that's, that's, uh, uh, the treasure is also a, a, a good part of that, uh, what they'll do. So he, uh, here in the, the elves though, I don't, elven kingdom of Mirkwood, I think he's a little off put. He's, you know, he's mm-hmm. eyeing and think of like, you know, what I, what, what sort of profit, you know, or trades he could make, but it's also that he have just, like, he's not necessarily comfortable being in the home of, uh, the, those pointy eared folk.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And they're probably not super excited about no. a dwarf coming in. On you know, it,
2: it's one of those, you know, like a self-fulfilling prophecies. Like I'm going to be kind of a dick and you're going to be like, yeah, they're dicks. All dwarves are dicks. And, you know, it's, you know, it's just how our relationship goes. We know how to treat each <laughs> other.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Patrick, uh, Vera, the yep. Beorning. Um, yep. What's a Beorning? And what are you doing trying to get back to the West where you're probably from?
4: Right uh bjorning they are well bjorn the character from the hobbit the shapeshifter Ah. uh they're kind of people that have joined up with him posts like post battle the five army armies yeah um and they are simple folk that don't really care much about coin or anything like that. So I'm sure I'll get along great with the Hobbit and dwarf, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but she's on a pilgrimage of sorts. I guess she's pretty green to becoming a warden. So wardens are the people who sort of fight back against the shadow and against the darkness. Mm -hmm. Her father uh, is an ex warden. Um, He would still be one if he could, but he lost his arm. Fighting a great warg uh, after the Battle of Five Armies, sort of hunting down the remnants. Yeah, Yeah, hunting down the remnants of uh, of the enemy. So, yeah, she's sort of on a pilgrimage of sorts to uh, see what all this means. She's been training for a while, and now she's finally becoming ready to set out on her mission.
0: Awesome! Of that uh sean yurick the woodman what's he up to and why is he going back to the west which you know that's where all the woodmen are from pretty much
5: yeah yurick was a part of a uh, initial group of a dozen or so woodsmen that kind of dispersed early on when this like very evident present felt darkness started to emerge <clears throat> there was a chosen group of a dozen or so woodsmen that kind of dispersed in opposite directions in search of the source of this darkness yes. um and so yurik was was one of that original 12 um so he's been traveling for some time he, he's actually lost track of the days at this point um but he's sort mm-hmm. of kind of like in this buckshot pattern you've got woodsmen that have sort of just kind of uh meandered in opposite directions and so yurik at this point with this hound is sort of following and sort of a, a very like arbitrary pattern uh is sort of trying to follow clues and evidence uh towards the source of this this kind of palpable darkness that that everyone kind of senses but they're too afraid to, to really identify
0: something's happening but no one really wants to admit what even if they have, their darkest fears might uh, tell them that that's probably what's going on. So that's awesome, everyone's kind of met up. Uh, Tolkien's big on fate, so perhaps your group has come together uh, and it's fate that brings you together to whatever end this little fellowship will uh, <laughs> meet. As you come into the uh, Woodland Elves, hall the elven kings hall you come into this kind of like cavernous uh underground river really is what's going on you come in on your rafts and you pull up to a cellar there's barrels uh kind of off to the side and crates where they load up more than likely to do trade with uh lake town and anything downriver. as they unload the ponies and kind of get everyone set up in the cellar I think, Ted, you've heard the story many times. Yeah. You kind of start getting giddy and excited. This is the Kingdom of the Elves. You've heard about this before in Bilbo's story that you surely have heard many, many times. Many times. Uh, And this is the cellar that they probably made their escape out of in The Hobbit. Uh, Of course, you know the more fictional and (laughs) extravagant version that Bilbo tells, but you do know the story a little bit and as you all kind of clamber off the rafts it's you're stiff you're very happy to get solid ground again because here you are having gone up river for a couple of days in the uh elven uh king's cellar and baldor is welcomed in and bell uh belgo as well they're they frequent the uh hospitality of the elves and they're kind of taken off to the side, and they go in deeper into the tunnels underground. But you all get off, and one elf stands kind of at the top of these stairs leading away from the river, and he goes, Megovan, and welcome, travelers from distant lands. My name is Lindar, and you're welcome to stay in the cellar. What brings you with our esteemed friend, Beldor? It's kind of addressing all of you at this
4: point. Yeah. Cavera will speak up because she probably has the most repertoire with the elves, I suppose. Absolutely. Out of this group. Absolutely. So even without realizing it, she'll just sort of she'll respond back like, Oh, Megavon and Lindar, she might even know of this elf. I think she
0: I think she does. I think she's she's heard of him before and certainly perhaps even spoken to him before.
4: Yeah. Uh, so she'll she'll respond and say, we are uh, traveling with uh, Baldar west uh, through Mirkwood. We're sort of helping him out. He's helping us out as well. Uh, I don't know what my companion's specific goals are, but I have my own. And I know we Bjornings and I have caught some sort of scent, a foul scent moving throughout the wood that I'm sure you also know of as well.
0: Lindor's kind of taken aback a little bit like oh so you have sensed it as well hmm. He kind of takes a step back and looks at you recognizingly now he goes well you are welcome Catvera but you do keep strange company and he looks over to the dwarf
4: I didn't choose this company I can reassure you <laughs> that. It chose her that's for sure <laughs> yeah <yes. laughs>
0: Splendid, splendid. Well, uh, because of this, Cadver, I know you're usually welcome in the halls, but I'll have to ask you all to uh, stay in the cellar and uh, protect the goods.
2: Mm. Yes, well, that is our job. The hired help, we are the protection. We will uh, continue <laughs> protecting.
0: Very well. All right. Is it, does anyone have a problem staying in the cellars? Does...
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I figured. <laughs> <laughs> Mr privilege over here it's
3: just like if, if it's the king's cellar then is it like kingly yeah do we each do we each get our own beds
0: hello little one we do keep some beds down in the king's cellar if we can bring some down and certainly you will be fed and we will bring down wine as well but you won't find uh actual rooms in the cellar everyone have to sleep down here together but uh together okay well me with
3: those two
0: (laughs) not in the same bed little one but uh certainly all in the cellar
3: have you seen their feet
1: i look at my feet
0: (laughs) (laughs) i can see one now wait a minute and he looks at ted and he looks you up and down and he goes, I thought you were beardless dwarf, but you're one of the halflings, aren't you?
1: I say, uh, I am. You're correct. We mean you no ill will. We are good people traveling with your um, acquaintance here, Beldar, and we most humbly request that you give us the same, the, the same honor that you would give him.
0: Go ahead and roll persuade or courtesy
1: I will roll courtesy
0: I will say uh, Han you rolled well last episode go ahead and fill in whatever's oh, the yeah. very right of persuade is that personality
3: um yes
0: skill group go ahead and fill in a tick there I totally forgot to give you a skill point there mm-hmm. so
3: please have one thank you I'm building personality
1: good <laughs>
0: oh, that's good <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so I got a sixteen with one six.
0: Sixteen with one six, man!
1: I got three in courtesy. So,
0: great success, and uh, you are quite courteous. He looks you up and down. And he says, "You know, I'm not going to, uh, not going to lie to you. The last time we had one of the halflings in here, they got the uh, master of the cellars." Uh, Let's just say they're out on patrol these days, since they had a unfortunate, they fell asleep while on the job. And now I have this grand duty because a certain halfling came in and uh, let's just say I'm quite happy to be master of the cellar. So thanks to you, I will bring your group in a little deeper and you will give you rooms. How about that? Even. The dwarf, I suppose I, Yeah, I mean, I, listen cute. Just
2: put me in, like, the closet
0: <laughs> Well Done. I was going to give I was going to give you a closet anyway <laughs> Listen, I knew that.
2: I, we all know how it was going to go So just, like, uh, make it a nice closet
0: I appreciate your Transparency
1: <laughs> You'll have to excuse my rude And short Friend hey, It's um, we're the same height <laughs> Shh!
0: I'm working here. (laughs) It does look like the dwarf is actually a little taller than you, but I take it it anyway. Um, Come, come. And he leads the entire group um, kind of up some more stairs down a hallway. The hallways are adorned with, uh, like, ivy kind of coming in through the ceiling. You don't even know where it came in or how it's getting sunlight. But these caverns are beautiful. This isn't some goblin hole. This is elves that have made their home mm-hmm. in the side of some kind of mountain, basically. Um, certainly no dwarven hole with angular lines and smooth surfaces that are mathematically almost perfect. But the elves have incorporated nature into uh, their underground dwelling here.
4: Would this be kind of unusual for elves to like make their home inside of like a cave, yeah. essentially?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because Tolkien makes... His first, like, kind of a big appearance of elves, I mean, you get Rivendell elves a little bit in the beginning of the book, but, you know, one of the big first appearances for elves is underground, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of interesting. Um, We don't really think of this as elves, but this is certainly the Mirkwood elves' home.
4: they are a bunch of weirdos, these Mirkwood elves. (laughs) These
3: are, like, the hippies.
0: They are literally, like, seen as, like, the hicks of the elves, I think.
3: Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Which right. is funny, because that's where, like, Legolas comes from, is Mirkwood. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like exactly. This beautiful boy. This beautiful, <laughs> sparkling elf boy.
0: To everybody else, they're they're wonderfully They're like, still elves, yes, yeah, you know, like. that's true. So you all kind of get uh, a couple private rooms. Uh, some are double bunked. I think the short ones are probably double bunked together. Um, but you do get some nicer arrangements. So I'm going to go ahead, because you're able to kind of get through that conversation, get some... Good rolls, everybody on their fatigue score mm-hmm. temporarily take one off.
1: Ooh. Ooh. nice uh,
0: So put it off, put it off to the side or something. Make sure you know your base fatigue. But the comfort and luxury of the Elven Halls has uh, really lifted the burden from your uh, the beginning of your journey here.
4: And Chris, for the listeners at home, what is fatigue?
0: Yeah, that's good. Now, one of the greatest things about the One Ring RPG is the journey rules. As written, they're
4: complicated,
0: <laughs> but at the end of the day, you guys have to make certain roles while you're journeying around because there's a lot of walking mm. in Lord of the Rings. Um, so this this game really tries to like hone in on the walking aspects and make it fun. So as you're walking to wherever it is you're going for your adventure, that's part of the adventure too. So hazards could come up, you could roll for different skills. You'll all take a different role, either a guide or a scout or a huntsman, as a part of your journey, and roll your dice to see how well you do in that you know, designated uh, role. Man, too many rolls. Um, but ultimately, a lot of the times if you fail, you gain fatigue because you're traveling with gear, and the worse you do, the heavier it gets because you're taking longer or you're, you know you're straining yourself. So fatigue is something that kind of accumulates over time if you start rolling poorly. And you don't that's no good because if it overtakes your endurance, you roll really bad when you're trying to attack anything or use your skills. All your D sixes, the one through three, count as zero, which sucks. So you don't want to get wary, if possible, but It's going to be a balance, a balance of trying to make journeying fun. But I also don't want you guys just exhausted all the time either. So we'll see how it Mm -hmm. goes. I'm going to try to make it all role-playing events as well, which will work better for a podcast. And it's just more fun anyway. So hopefully you'll have kind of the ability to avoid gaining fatigue or at the very least gaining shadow if something Mm -hmm. bad happens on the journey. You're there for a couple of days at the Elven Halls. It looks like Baldor actually does a little bit of trade with the elves themselves and gets a couple trinkets to trade out in Woodman, uh, Woodland Hall or Woodman Town. Very unique names these woodmen come up with. (laughs) Hey. Uh, Hey. Wait a minute. Take that personally.
4: (laughs) This is Wood Bench. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised your dog's name isn't just Dog.
5: Sparky, it's a wood dog, so joke's on you. (laughs) That's what Finn
0: translates to. Finn in Northman language. (laughs) On your last night before um, it looks like you'll be leaving, Cadvera, you're up Mm -hmm. and you're walking the halls, going back to your room. Uh, You guys have feasted uh, and had a wonderful stay here at the Elven King's uh, kingdom. You haven't seen the Elven King himself, uh, nor his son, also known as Legolas, but <laughs> um, <laughs> you do have a, a wonderful and pleasant, peaceful stay. But Katvera, you overhear one night as you're going down the halls, uh-huh. two elves whispering to each other down the hall. They don't realize you're there. Why don't you go ahead and roll a perception or awareness roll of some kind. Awareness. Oh, I'm good at that. Okay. Roll awareness. Uh, a lot
4: uh, 17 One of them being <laughs> sixes One of them being a six And the other two are fives But Almost three sixes Almost three sixes
0: Go ahead and put um, What is that uh, Perception Perception Skill group Yeah give yourself a point there Tim For your last role too You you did really well So was that another Personality role for you
1: It was a custom role actually
0: I think Custom Yeah go ahead and put a Skill group in there Cool you overhear this conversation, and it's in Elvish, of course. I know some. You you're able to pick up just bits and pieces, and you hear just a couple things. You hear something about south, and the word for Merkwood, uh, and okay. the word for darkness, <laughs> uh-huh. and the word for retreat. Okay. Interestingly enough, and the word for uh, you hear something about going to the west.
4: Like, capital W, West.
0: Like, capital W. You hear the words, like, Mythland.
4: Okay, so I'm... Cavera is sort of piecing this together, and she's thinking maybe there are some elves south of Mirkwood who are now being pushed by this darkness to get out of Middle-earth, even. They're worried so much by this darkness that they want out.
0: You kind of, uh, what kind of riddle
4: score do you have? Riddle? I have I have a one pip in riddle. Go and, yeah, you kind of put together, there's something in South Mirkwood. I also have one pip in lore as
0: well. Roll a riddle. Why not? You're figuring it out. Okay. Riddle's not just pure riddles, like, Gollum status. It's you, like, figuring stuff out, basically. Kat,
3: Vera knows how to have fun once in a while. (laughs) Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
0: You start saying a riddle at the end of the hall randomly. (laughs) I rolled an
4: eight and a five, so 13. Awesome.
0: You're able to put together a South Mirkwood you've heard plenty about. That's where Dolgador is, and that was the old... Fortress where uh, the Necromancer As he was known in this area Used to make his terrible uh, Lair Now right. about 10 years ago they were It was driven out
4: By the White Council
0: Yeah exactly They're talking about South Mirkwood again They might be talking about that Darkness that's always been associated with uh, South Mirkwood for as long as certainly You can remember and probably your parents And parents' parents and parents' parents before them So right. South Mirkwood is known for darkness. And if they're talking about going west because of something in South Mirkwood, that can't be good.
4: Yeah, so now is thinking about her dream that she had. And she rolled a, tw- a 12. So I feel like she maybe is a little bit more aware of what that dream was. Mm. Maybe it was more of an omen to her now. So yeah. because she also has a trait in shadow lore she's thinking like this could be the return of like some servant of melkor for sure
0: yeah i think um you recognize now that you think about your dream more and you think about south merqua and you think about the trees that were surrounding like this fortress from your dream you realize you saw Dolgador in your dreams everything being kind of pulled towards it
4: yeah now Cavar is almost getting excited she's like, <laughs> I now have a mission, and it, like, if this shadow is coming back, is returning, and she's obviously heard stories of of this. This is what she's trained for. This is sort of the image that was put into her head while she was training to be a warden of, like, this is the nearest place to us that mm-hmm. the shadow comes from. Yeah. And uh, if you're gonna fight out against it, then you need to be ready. So now she's like oh man but then she's also thinking about her companions like i don't know if i trust these people
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> do we is there any are we having like moments while we're sitting in the the uh to like that we're talking in between us as we're you know as uh baldor is doing kind of his his trades you know um with were, were we talking at all between between any of us
0: Absolutely. I mean, you had a couple of days, so you tell me what the dwarf was up to, what uh, he's going, on, what's going on now.
2: I just think um, after the the dwarf was paying attention when you were uh, when cat. It's cat for uh, it's, At some point, we would be, <laughs> have. Uh, I I think I would have come up and brought him and be like, I overheard you talking about seeing darkness, and I I also saw saw darkness. If you did you you notice when we were. Riding the rafts in, that it got real dark when you know the, the trees were overhanging. It's a real dark forest. I uh, so I, I also I, I I just wanted you to I also saw the darkness as we were we were coming into into the forest, it's a dark place. So, uh, yeah, I, got, I Rory, you know, I'm seeing it with you.
4: That that's that's called nighttime. <clears throat> well, no, I, like you know when you go in the
2: forest and there's a lot of kids, you know, just murk wood. It seems like uh, you know it's real real murky. You know they they named it pretty. <laughs>
4: It's called a canopy. It's, yeah. it's the well, thing that happens. Well, no, voice. you know,
2: it looks even darker. You know, it yeah. seems like there's a mystical force kind of keeping it, you know, mm. it's just real elvish mm. magic. They do this thing, you know, so it's, uh, right. I just, I, I just wanted you, it, you seemed like you were curious in bringing up the darkness. So I also wanted you to just say that I saw the darkness also.
4: I'll keep an eye out. Yeah. Thank you, Rory. No, for absolutely.
2: Me and if you see the darkness again, you let me know and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take it out.
4: I'm sure you'll be a person that I tell. Yes. Thank you. Hey, listen, you know, this is this is a team
2: effort as we're traveling through. I, I think, uh, you know, protection duty here. It's all it's all about the team and, uh, you know, bringing an awareness together. So just wanted to share that information, that
4: piece of intel. Team. Yes. Okay, <laughs> we, great. That's what we are. Yes.
3: Do, at this time, do we have, like, free reign to, like, talk to, like, the other elves and stuff like that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you see an elf, you can go up to them and in the... Little tunnels that you're allowed in, and the little feasting hall um, that you guys had
4: dinners in. For sure. You almost said fisting hall, and that was. (laughs) God!
3: (laughs) This isn't what we signed up for. (laughs) Cut that, cut that, cut that.
2: (laughs) Not this room, and they closed the door suddenly. (laughs) Oh,
0: sorry. I know this is dungeons, but it's not what I meant.
3: <laughs> is that what they mean by dungeons and dragons?
4: Um... <laughs> the safe word is friends. Speak friends. Melon,
0: Melon, Melon, Melon!
3: Because I think the kid is kind of trying to look for this woman. And so he's asking the elves around, like, oh, um, have you heard of a woman named Avina?" So he, he's just going up and like, like, you know how like, have you seen, have you seen my cat? <laughs> like, <laughs> like basically yeah. just be like, have you heard of a woman named Avina? I don't know anything about her, but I'm looking for her.
0: As you're, you're asking around, some of the elves um kind of come into the feasting hall sometime to talk with you, especially uh, they're interested in Belgo because they don't see a lot of children. Uh, not a lot of children amongst the elves, so they uh, are very entertained by his, like, childlike qualities. And ergo, are also entertained by you a little bit. So there's one woman that's kind of, like, stayed off to the side and, and listened and played harp, as uh, some of you have eaten sometimes, and you mention the name Vina. And she comes up to you. She's a little bit different from these other elves. She has long brown almost black hair and when she walks it almost seems like she's floating like you can't see her feet actually moving underneath her long dress she just kind of floats almost across the ground she carries herself with just a grace that you have not seen even like uh you're a little bit familiar with like formal court dinner type situations this is something different this is something so natural it just flows like water out of her And she goes,
3: did you say Avina? He's just like, "Uh, uh, 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 yes.
0: (laughs) I I knew an Avina once. She was my student, if you will.
3: Do you happen to know where she's at now?
0: Well, she, it should be fairly easy for you. You're traveling with her daughter. Uh...
4: Rory? <laughs> 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 you know, you can't tell female dwarves from male dwarves.
2: Are true. <laughs> our, 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 the male dwarves' beards are much longer and, and, you know, sturdier, fuller. <laughs>
3: sturdier? It's the idiots. Yeah. Um <laughs> He's just like, what?
0: I taught a woman named Avina once. She's one of the Beyondlings. And... Her daughter is traveling with you now, Kat Vera.
3: That's me. If if you've taught her, have you? Did you teach her, like medicine? Do you know medicine? Do you know cures? What you got, woman? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she says, "I do, yes. Um, I am skilled in many of the healing arts."
3: Have you heard of a sickness that came after the dragon was felled? sickness after the dragon
0: hmm. she thinks it over a second the only dragon sickness I know of is that that has to do with gold which your dwarven friend probably knows all about but I've not heard of one in terms of illness except for the mind Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm here too
2: <laughs>
0: he's like eating. He's like eating a turkey leg on the, in, at the feasting
4: hall like just Huh? <laughs> I heard the word gold.
3: <laughs> that that's not contagious, is it?
0: I, unless you have a large pile of gold in front of you. But no. Uh,
3: have you heard about anything um about people when they're sick, they, they just stay in bed all day, and they don't eat, or they don't say anything, and they're completely immobile, but but they're still alive. Have you heard of anything like that?
0: She goes, Hmm. The only thing I can think of... No, it can't it can't be this. It's something from so long ago, I don't think it could possibly be something that, well, you would know as the black breath.
3: Is that is that when you eat too much like garlic? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> too many onions in your
3: diet. Oh
4: man, your breath is terrible. Ooh, great for warding off vampires though. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um he just goes like what what's the ba- what's the black breath? Tell me everything you need ev- everything that you know about the black breath.
0: Um go ahead and roll for persuade.
3: Oh boy. <laughs> All right, come on. Be good to me. 7, 8, 15, Ooh. 20? Nice. 7, seven plus Seven 8 is 15, plus 5 is 20? Yes. Okay. Yep.
0: Okay. That's it. I'm going to say yes, because two other people did
3: already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. Okay, put a little uh, pip on that one. Also, Cat Vera I forgot to give it a I'm going to have to get so used to giving out skill points, but put one in custom and vocation because you did a good job in those role play sessions. Okay. You, you busted out some shadow lore and everything. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. go ahead, uh, Han, and put another one into personality. So she goes, um, well, uh, it can't possibly be this. The last time the breath, Black Breath was around was when and she kind of lowers her voice. When the shadow was releasing its servants upon the land long time ago, the men of the north fell to these servants. Many succumbed to what was known as the Black Breath. They stopped eating. They stopped seeming to get any rest from their sleep slowly withered away. I've not heard of it lasting so long, if it has indeed been around since the dragon. So certainly it can't be this, but... hm, Makes me worried that there is something moving, a shadow out of the, out of Mirkwood.
3: How did people recover from it?
0: You need a specific kind of herb, known as Ethelas. I've not seen one in these woods. Can you repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> Ethelas. So uh King's foil is uh something that you might know it by. Yeah, sure. It's a weed. It's a weed.
3: <laughs> like d- like dank, like super dank oh, what weed? A maybe, weed
0: Maybe that's yes. <laughs>
2: that's what you were smoking already. Ted, wasn't didn't you have some of that special leaf from the from the Shire? <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, no, I, s- hmm. I spat it all out behind the tree when I was, like, you, throwing up.
0: <laughs> you coughed it out. This woodman was trying to share his peace vibe with you with ethyls weed. Could you <laughs> smoke <ethylene? Is> that
4: <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> the vapors probably do something. <laughs> i
0: never felt so rejuvenated after uh, a sesh. <laughs> wow, my, breath.
3: my breath is so black. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like uh t- taking it all in and um I think he's like he, he he's like just firing off questions one after another kind of just like yeah. freaking out and like getting louder and louder. <laughs> um he's <laughs> like, you well, know, like tell me everything like um you know, like where where do I get it? Like who sells it? Um how much money is it? Like <laughs> do you have any like can you give me any things like that?"
0: She goes, calm 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 and puts like an arm on your shoulder and you instantly feel like a lot of this anxiety kind of leaving you she has some kind of power like of peace and tranquility in her aura she says i don't think anyone sells it not something perhaps money can buy but i know it's you're not going to find any in markwood itself perhaps west hopefully before you reach the misty mountains but all I've heard is things past it. Perhaps you can find some before you go over the pass. But it's not just about finding Ethelas. You need to know how to use it. So you'll have to bring it to me. Bring it to Kat Vera or her mother as well. They might be able to help you.
3: He looks over to Kat Vera and then like, looks over at this woman. And he's just like, at the, this is like the first time since he's left home where he's just like, okay, now I, I kind of know what I have to do. And so he's just like, kind of like nodding, like, okay. Love he's, that. He whispers like, thank you, but very quiet.
0: <laughs> she uh, she kind of does just a little bit of a head t- tilt, you know, not really a bow, but just a head tilt of acknowledgement. Um, Cadvera, you mm-hmm. do recognize her, you know her well. Um, I wrote down her name somewhere. <laughs> <in bed. laughs> her name is uh irime irime i-r-i-m-e and cadver you know that Mm -hmm. she is a uh very old elf she might even be from the first age so um she's been around for a very long
3: time don't
4: let her hear you say that That that's (laughs) rude don't uh she's not that important (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she didn't see the trees so it's fine <laughs> that's true
0: there's only one who has um, still here yeah. so the kid you I mean that's what's so calming about her you you just have there. she has a presence that is unlike any of the other elves in here and a sadness in her eyes she's seen a lot and ha- carries a weight Cadver you know a little bit about that she has mentioned a couple times heading west that her time in Middle Earth is probably coming to an end but for now She's given some, a little bit of insight to the kids' problem here. Your time with the elves comes to a close close after a couple of days. And you start getting the ponies ready. And they uh, are all lined up, put back onto the rafts. The elves have been very interested in Finn, the hound who has been extremely (laughs) lively uh, up and down the halls of uh, the Elven Hall. And uh, they are a little sad to see him go. Uh, And Finn seems a little bit sad, but not of course more sad than losing his uh, owner master. (laughs) He uh, begrudgingly almost comes on the raft with you. And uh, they speak a couple words in Elvish and his ears perk up and he kind of wags his tail as, as you leave the Elven Hall. Lindar kind of goes on one of the elves or one of the rafts with you, and you have everybody back back in action. Uh, Baldor, Belgo, Finn, everybody. <laughs> Everyone of importance. You head continuing through, not back down river, but you can continue to go a little bit back up river through the rest of the Elven Hall, and the path that leads to it. A couple of elves help Lindar and uh Beldor get the ponies off the raft as you all get on this path. And Lindar looks at all of you and he says, your welcome was uh, a good one. I'm glad you stayed with us. But if you are journeying west, I need to remind you of a few things. Beldor, you know this well. Stay on the path. Never leave it in Mirkwood. You will come to a stream. Do not drink from it and do not touch it the enchantment on it is controlled by our our elven lord here Thranderwill. but it is still dangerous if you touch it don't leave the path he says again
2: stay on <laughs> the path
3: so cut across if you get thirsty, there's a there's a river there. So. Yeah, that's what I heard okay, too. Um, <laughs> I heard there's
2: a there's a stream for when we're thirsty, but stay on the path otherwise.
0: <sighs> he just rolls his eyes. <laughs> just
2: no, we can do that. We can totally do that. We'll, we'll uh, keep an eye out no, for the stream. Please. I am thirsty, so you know.
0: Please do, please do. I've I've put I've refilled your water skins. You will only need a couple of sips a day to get you through the day. It should last you, and then some, to the other side of the wood. You don't need to drink out of the stream, Master Dwarf. What? But I like stream water. No, it is. Uh, it will. It will be enticing. It is a enchanted stream. Does
2: it glow with magic? Just do your best. Uh, it's not. Can you bottle it up,
1: and then sell it?
2: You might. C- it magic.
1: (laughs) I say, I I will keep him out of the stream. I will keep him out of the stream. Can I make a profit on it? (laughs) I'm
2: just, you know, that's what Aquafina does. We just take the water from somewhere else, put it in
1: a bottle, and sell it to people. Same thing.
3: Oh my gosh. Aquafina is a famous bard back in town. He
1: he, uh, started his own water barreling company.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Aquafina. As long as it's not the bard Nestle, we'll all
5: be fine. (laughs) Um. At at the war at that at that warning <clears throat> Yurik kinda reaches down and grabs the tuft of uh Finn and just sort of kinda pulls him a little bit close, you know, just just at that warning. Kinda like uh, just sort of like absorbing kind of the gravity of, of that, that statement. I, I pull the hound a little bit closer just to kinda make sure that he's he doesn't uh, go off too far at this point. Just kinda taking the, that warning. Little more seriously than than maybe the, uh, uh, the dwarf.
0: Yeah, you uh, you have a entire other entity to try and keep on the path and not drink.
5: Exactly. <laughs> Didn't think exactly. of that,
0: uh Actually, until right now, so that's mm-hmm.
5: good.
0: Uh, Baldor comes up and he goes, "Don't don't worry. I've traveled this path many times in the last few years. Hopefully, it will be as smooth as it always is. Uh, and I know." just most of the way the good places to stay for the night so it's going to be quite the trip but i think we will do well if we just stay on the path you all begin your journey through Merkwood when you left the elven hall it was still green although you know dark green sunlight coming through the canopy but as you travel it gets darker and darker as you go down the elf path uh, it becomes very difficult to see inside of murkwood it's a little bit stifling everything feels close hot as you try to breathe it's a little bit just all too claustrophobic
4: cavera Ka- before before we continue while we're traveling yeah cavera yeah. will approach jurick and she'll mention to him like while we were at the elven king's hall i overheard some elves speak about as i dropped my pencil i overheard some <laughs> elves speak about something in the south of Merkwood. i'm guessing dolgador where the necromancer made his home 10 years ago and i'm assuming something if not him something else is growing there again and there's even talk about going west as in the west and escaping.
0: I think, uh, I think your character, Sean would know there is a darkness. Like they would know the necromancer's name. You were probably like 12, 13, you know, early teens when that all happened too. So, but it's certainly something you know about. And with your folklore trait, you'd know, you, you'd know the necromancer's name at the very least.
4: Yurik would be the only one I, that Cadvera would even Try to have a conversation with about this stuff since he's the one that's sort of been around more and being a, a a wild a wilderman like more aware of what's going on. He doesn't, she doesn't trust this young kid who's obviously too privileged to know what's happening and <laughs> doesn't trust a dwarf and a hobbit that is are obviously just out for gold.
5: Yeah. Yurik uh, sort of, like, affirms everything he's hearing and and, and kind of recounts um, that, like, sort of, like, the inciting incidents, kind of as an aside, recounts some of the inciting incidents that he and the other woodsmen experienced that first led to a dozen or so of um, of us being kind of, like, dispersed to sort of investigate everything, all everything that's, like, taking place. And so it's sort of just like a... Uh, um, an acknowledgement that like there is definitely like this growing darkness and for Yurik it's not about a profiteering endeavor you know it's not like a, a journey for treasure like there's there's something there's like this darkening encroaching darkness that's sort of like encroaching the, uh, the the villages of the woodsmen and um, and sort of kind of like confides in her that uh, this is something that the uh, the woodsmen have been kind of sensing for some time
0: We need to assign roles for your journey. So, Baldor is automatically the guide. He's already been through Mirkwood. Uh, But there is three other roles that all of you will need to split up. And uh, you can have multiples in each role, except for the guide. And that is Scout, and Huntsman, and Lookout. Scout kind of goes ahead, tries to find the best path kind of thing, makes sure that there's no enemies waiting ahead. The lookout is the one who's kind of bringing up the rear, trying to see anything that's sneaking up on them or coming up, usually the most aware at the campfire at night. And then there's the huntsman, of course, who's trying to look for food um, as you know as you go. So we'll need to divide up the roles for all of you.
2: I, I, I think the dwarf uh, well uh, obviously I'm not necessarily uh the well I dwarves have perfect eyesight all of them so you know we're great scouts but uh you know we're also great hunters and so uh basically whatever you need us to do we can do uh, I just wanted to put that one out there so uh just uh whatever whatever role <laughs> is left over I can take yeah yeah <laughs>
1: yeah
0: uh all right then uh ted what do you think
1: uh is there a way to use my unparalleled stealth skill
0: um i think we could probably work that into the, like the scout yeah,
1: i could see you being up ahead kind of keeping an
2: eye out
0: for the scout explore is the the skill you use huntsman is hunting and we like we said lookout is awareness
5: I've got a, th- I've got a three in explore.
0: Okay, so we'll, well one of the scouts will be Yurik for yeah. sure then.
2: Mm-hmm. How about the uh, Uric and the kid? Since uh, the 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 kid has been attached to him as a the kid has an affinity for the uh, pipe weed, so
5: maybe that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm already addicted.
3: <laughs>
2: it's just filled with nicotine. Yeah, it's just straight <laughs> meth
3: got any more of that pipe
0: <laughs>
2: hey got uh, you're itching
0: that long bottom leaf
3: <laughs>
0: i love that okay we got two scouts then we need a uh, huntsman is that cadvera then yeah. yeah and our lookout who's who's good in awareness
1: i've got two awareness i've got i i've
0: got two let's have both of you guys be awareness the the dynamic short duo
2: yes well listen we can see perfectly so we'll be the eyes at the 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 campfire each night you know while everyone's sleeping that's our job
1: yeah (laughs) i'll i'll look out this way and you look out that way exactly see we look at
4: with the two of
2: us (laughs) we can cover 360 degrees
4: i'm just picturing rory and ted back to back (laughs) exactly god
2: that's how that's how I we love... keep a watch the entire time i i'm keeping this direction you're keeping that direction.
3: <laughs> oh man
0: i love that'
3: a dwarf i see
0: <laughs> all right well if uh if that's the case then um i'm gonna need everyone to get ready to roll here because uh, oh, you're okay. traveling and you're gonna tr- all roll for your specific you know thing okay so uh yeah our lookout awareness if you're uh, scout, explore, huntsman, hunting. Everybody roll. All
2: Let right. Know what there you we get. go. There we go. I can I like those numbers. I like that good that good good number. Uh, so I have twenty two in terms of my awareness check for being a lookout. There we go. Oh. Dave. I told you. dwarfs, natural lookers.
0: Mark, um, what's at the very right, what skill group? Go and mark one for that that one. Perception. Perception assumes, skill assume. group, marked. Perfect. All right.
4: Catvera Vera got a sixteen hunting with one six. Ooh, mark
0: that pip on the right. Survival.
4: Oh, one of mine was a six too. I should say. Oh yeah, then you
2: definitely. <laughs> it was eleven, a five, and a six. So perfect.
4: Wait, you rolled an eleven though? Yes. Does that mean anything? <gasps> that's a zero. Oh no! Oh no! Never.
2: Mind. Oh no!
4: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: so, knew it was gonna happen.
4: Oh, no.
3: uh, our lookout rolled.
2: <laughs> Why'd you tell me?
4: A uh, band of orcs.
0: So that's a that's a an eye of Sauron, actually. Okay, well, we'll get back to that because that's a hazard you see when you okay. roll the Eye of Sauron.
4: Mm. Um, Thankfully, there was another
1: lookout. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's uh, true. Exactly. Yeah, about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a seven, which was a five, a one, and a one. Um, oh, God. However, I mean, <laughs> I could, it's a favored skill, so I could use a point of hope to boost it up a little bit because it seems like we could be in a little bit of a sitch. Dire straight. Yeah, we don't so, want to We need at least a little lookout situation. And if Ted Took is not the most hopeful person you've ever met, then I don't know who is. So he's <laughs> got true. points to spare. So Add that hope. Yep. Okay, so that is going to be that's eleven. So it's better than seven. But
0: <laughs> true, it's true. Okay, uh, eleven. Uh, Han, what'd
5: you get?
3: Um, I got a five, a five, and a one, so eleven total. Gotcha.
5: So it's the twelve and two sixes. The... A twelve what, and two sixes? Oh my! What? No, no, no. God. So no, no, no. What am I? Oh, oh yeah. No. Okay. All right. No, no, no. <laughs> that makes. Sense. I got it. I got a, I got a nineteen though. All
2: right. That's good. Dang. Go.
0: Okay. Go go ahead and put in your skill group at the very right of hunting, uh, survival. Go and mark one of those.
5: Okay.
0: Not terrible, but not the best. So that means Han and uh, Tim and Josh, all of you, mark temporarily one extra fatigue for your travels.
2: That elf kingdom is gone now.
0: Yeah, back to normal. Um and we've got one hazard from our scout. Oh boy. Let's see what
2: happens. Yeah. Um, need so what what is a hazard and what happens to uh what happens to Rory?
0: Let's uh let's see.
4: You fall in a pit.
0: You're um you're traveling, and sure enough, nighttime comes around. You all do a very good job of staying on the path. So you camp right out in the path. And one of the nights as you get a little bit deeper into the woods. You know something strange as you're keeping uh look uh there, Rory. Suddenly descending from the boughs of the trees, spiders a cloud of deep dark purple butterflies. Oh land on everyone, including you. And they sit heavy. They're like velvet like blanket upon you and a light hum actually like emanates from all of them as they sit heavy you're sitting there kind of keeping watch and suddenly they just all fall on you oh Whoa. and you need to make another awareness roll okay to see if you can stay awake because it is sitting so heavy on you that you're falling
2: asleep oh, no <sighs>
4: It's a weighted uh, blanket. These are. <laughs> exactly.
2: Is, this is like a weighted blanket. Reminds me of, like
4: sleeping at home under some rocks. <laughs> yeah, a weight. dwarf's weighted blanket is just a bedrock. <laughs> 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 Why do you think it's called bedrock?
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. So that's going to be a D twelve and two sixes because I have that. You know, that, that is my uh, ability. So the it is a ten on the D twelve and nice. A two and a four, so a 16 total.
0: Go ahead and mark one more time over on the right of that those skills uh, for that one. Because you have succeeded. The last one wasn't a good uh, success, so this is a uh, regular success. butterflies are pretty. Uh,
2: <laughs> making me sleepy. Wait a second.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you realize... What the hell? Like, this is not how this. you feel sleepy. It's unnatural. Um, and you're able to shake them off, but all of the other butterflies on everybody else has, like, pinned them down. What would you, what do you do?
2: Um, I'm gonna start shouting and yelling and be like, Hey! And I'll, be, I'll wave my, uh, my axe kind of around. Or, like, if there was a, I'll take a stick off of the fire and start waving at the butterflies and being like, Hey! Bugs! We got, we got crazy Bugs! Get the bugs off! <laughs>
0: uh, some sort of Everybody... butterfly effect.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Got the name of this episode. There we go. Yep.
0: Uh, you hear uh, everyone hears uh, Rory shouting, and he's you hear something waving around in the air and smacking a couple butterflies along the way. Do you go, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to ra- get up? How do you react to this?
4: Vera will try to stay calm and just try to like, brush the butterflies off. I mean, because at the end of the day, they're just butterflies. So
0: <laughs> uh, You do that. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> okay. you get up with the help of like another voice guiding you because you feel that weight on you, too. It's weird. Uh, as you get these butterflies off of you, they fly off back into the bowels. Um, but you're able to whoa, uh, get back to reality a little bit. What about everybody else?
3: This is assuming that, like, everyone is, like, waking up or whatever, yeah.
0: right? Yeah.
3: Um, the kid is just, like, ah, ah, and just like brushing, like, just, like, completely freaking out. It's just like, nature is on my skin! <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that's really, that's almost any human's reaction to being covered in bugs as you wake up would be to freak out and frantically run around flailing.
4: <laughs> yeah, nature.
3: <Exactly>. Nature! <laughs> nature! Nature! <laughs> Future um, uh, So he's he's not quite like yelling, but he's definitely just like uh, 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 uh.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Exactly. Uh what does uh, Ted do?
1: Yeah, so Ted is uh he's not really initially alarmed by the butterflies because, you know, he likes nature. He's he, he enjoys it. He's walking around barefoot all the time. And so mm, yeah. he's like, Oh, look and then he sees everyone else freaking out and then he starts freaking out and he starts Oh oh god. Oh oh oh. And so he brushes them off too.
0: Cool. Uh and then we've got our uh Woodsman. Y-
5: Yur- Yurik isn't really too disturbed by bugs, right? Or insects. I mean, I've slept under the stars a lot. Uh Finn though is starting to he s- eats them. Sit- well, Finn to that point actually <laughs> is starting to just by the mouthful kind of like just just straight up <laughs> throwing back butterfly after butterfly so i'm more so preoccupied with with him not ingesting uh an ungodly amount of of winged insects so i kind of i kind of take my index and ring finger put it in my between my lips and i, I sort of let out this really high-pitched whistle to try and draw him close to me so he, he he'll stop just guzzling just guzzling bugs so I, I'm, just, I'm i'm more so focused on the hound right now
0: yeah uh with that whistle uh finn kind of like oh And, and like kind of trots over to you like alert, but, uh, you all get up and these just massive butterflies go back into the forest. Uh, Baldor and uh, Belgo get up as well. The ponies seem to be okay. They didn't get spooked, luckily. Um, but Baldor gets up and he's like, "Ah, the dragon, the dragon, the Jesus. And he, (laughs) he looks at all of you and he goes, you're, you're not dragons.
2: No. Uh, some fairy magic, some bugs. Are there uh, fairies in the the Lord of the Rings universe? I
0: think yes. uh, fairy magic is uh, probably a term that men use and dwarves <laughs> use. Yeah. Certainly, yeah, you
2: know, it, the weird
1: unexplained magic thing that's
2: weird, you know.
1: I know that yeah. uh, the Took's ancestors were said to have, like, maybe one of them took a fairy wife, and that's why yeah. they're so weird <laughs> mm. <laughs> for hobbits. <laughs> so it's oh, true
0: so it's a term it's, it's a, a term
1: that, it's, a, it's a
0: thing perfect all right it's a thing it's good to know uh you uh you guys shake off the weird uh night but as you go forward from that point you're a little bit more aware at night and every once in a while you see a set of eyes looking through the woods at you as the the forest gets darker And darker as you go farther and farther away, day after day, away from the Elven kingdom, until you reach the sound of bubbling water. As a stream uh, crosses the path, it's late. You're all exhausted. So, Baldur looks (laughs) and parched. Uh, Baldur looks at you and he goes, "This is uh, this is the stream. I know a good place right here. There's a little bit of a clearing." uh in like amongst the path cat you look at it and you kind of figure you you know that the elves kind of feast out in the forest uh every once in a while so you kind of figure this might be one of the clearings that they do that for and baldor confirms this he says there still is an extra bit of magic in this part of the woods right before the stream so we can make a good camp here i've done it before um uh, and they've made a little uh little bit of a bridge. It's uh, just planks of wood, but we'll be able to cross it uh, in the morning, I say.
3: Hmm.
4: Sounds good to me. Hey.
0: you all kind of turn down for the night. That night, everyone's sleeping. There's no butterflies, luckily. We have our dwarf and our hobbit as our lookouts. And here's what you see. You see Baldor once again getting up and he starts sleepwalking. And he goes, Oh, g- get across the bridge." And he starts stumbling towards the stream. What would you like to do? Oh, Jesus! He seems asleep. Did,
2: did you see that over there? Is that, is that Baldor? Is he? Uh, I think it
1: is. Is he going toward the stream?
2: Sleepwalking again. It- I, well he might just be going for a, a bath. Weren't I mean, we supposed you, to not go in the stream? Boy, I remember. Oh, oh, oh problem. Let's, Let's uh, go get him. Uh, and then Yeah, I'll start sprinting over using my exceedingly uh,
4: proficient at sprinting dwarven <laughs> legs. They're naturals. <laughs> natural They're natural status. sprinters.
5: Chris, is it only is is it only the lookouts that see that see this?
0: Yeah, it's it's the lookouts, um Go ahead and roll for Finn. Finn probably sleeps lighter right. than you do. So roll, using your awareness, roll for uh, okay. Finn.
5: 14 plus 3, 17. Nice.
0: Go ahead and mark. I'm going to let Finn get you a, a skill point. That probably won't happen okay. often. But go ahead and mark on the very the very right your uh, skill points. Um, Thanks, Doug. Whatever the skill group is over on the right of that. Finn wakes up. And realizes there's a distressing situation as the dwarf and the hobbit are both chasing down, uh, Baldor and, uh, like nudges you and wakes you up. So you're on the ground still, but you're, you woke up and you realize there's some distressing thing. You don't exactly know what yet. Back with, uh, Rory and Ted, uh, Rory, are you gonna try to grab Baldur before he goes diving into the stream? Yeah,
2: like I, I'm assuming. So I'm, we're like, "Hey, uh, ba- Baldur, Baldur, wait! Uh, Use your <laughs> uh, pitter patter of, of, of uh, little feet, and, uh, and yeah. I'll like come up and I'll grab him. And I'll, since I'm sure, I'll like grab his the back of his belt loop and be like, and we can say maybe dramatically, it's right at the edge. Grab yeah, him, pull yeah. him back, and we're like, uh, "Baldur, Baldur, wake up, wake up! And, like smack him across the face."
0: <laughs> go ahead and roll athletics as you try to, like, pull him back and smack him.
2: I have three pips <laughs> in athletics.
5: So, Ooh, so now we're talking. An athletic dwarf right there. He's okay. got a cartwheel over there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you jump kick him in the face.
2: <laughs>
4: I have a total of
2: 14, and that is with one six.
0: Ooh, all right. So go ahead and mark one movement skill group. Um, awesome. Movement watches. Movement not a you pull him yet. <laughs> you pull him back by the belt, uh, just barely. You ah oh, he's right at the edge. He's about to go over. He hasn't quite made it to the like little bridge that's been made with wood planks. He would have gone right into the drink. Mm. You pull him back and uh, smack him across the face as he turns around. <laughs> and he goes oh, 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 Oh. What? Oh my goodness. Thank you, Master Dwarf, thank you, I'm so... (sighs) And
2: y'all were worried about me, huh?
0: (sighs) I I wasn't, personally, personally. You've proven yourself many times. My God, I'm thirsty. And he dips his hand into the stream. And (laughs) you grab his hand as he brings it back up. But a little bit splashes on him. (laughs) And he suddenly looks at you strangely. And he goes, What have you done? Where we're under attack! You've taken me! I need to save her! And he starts like trying to fight you and uh, like get your hands off of him. And he goes, How dare you? You've you've stolen me from my home! Where's my son? Where's my baby?
4: Am I awake at this is Kevera awake yeah, at this
0: point? Yeah, I think <laughs> uh Sean, your character, uh, he's he's up. Uh, He's, he's walking. He's, he's now realized. He's fully aware. He's got his hound next to him. Catvera's awake, getting up. Han, I think you're up too. Like, this commotion, this yelling is happening in the woods right next to you.
4: Does Catvera hear what, this, what Baldor's saying about getting his son? And Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Capvera's going to go over and wake, wake up uh, Belgo if he's not awake already and bring him over to maybe calm him down be like here's your your son's right here
0: <laughs> and uh valgo Bel- goes over with you uh, he's like oh god not again not again uh father father it's it's me it's me and he like kind of like sits right in front of him tries to like get his attention and uh baldor goes what magic is this this is some young man. My my baby is in danger. The oh, the, the fire, the dragon. And he starts running towards the woods and bursts into the trees off of the path. And Belgo goes, no, no, not off the path. And he looks at all of you and he says, we have to go after him, right?
2: But but he said not to go off the path. <laughs> but
0: he's off the path. and something terrible is going to happen to him out there.
2: He said not to go off the path.
0: I know he said that. I'm, I'm going. And he like,
4: oh, <sighs>
0: he like toughens up this little 12 year old. And he's like, is anyone going to go with me to save my father?
3: Um, I think the kid sympathizes with him and is just like, runs after him. Is just like, Hey, get, like, get back here sort of thing. And chases off after him.
5: Yeah. And Yurik being pretty comfortable with like the, the wilderness just sort of like gestures with an index finger like towards the path where he ran off and kind of lets off, you know, sort of a shrill whistle. And then Finn, <clears throat> Finn's going to run off in that direction. And I'm going to set off after him.
0: Awesome. So we have the kid and the woodman going down. Uh, Yurik's going down with Finn down this path. This just <laughs> this trail. That's just getting torn apart by uh Baldor as He's running frantically trying to get back to Lake town or whatever his visions are saying. He seems to have forgotten a lot of the last 10 years and thinks he's looking for a son who's still a baby off into the woods as the rest of you are contemplating what to do as you all begin to leave the path. And we'll see you next week! (laughs)